Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Sheila, and I am delighted to be the host for today's Apple presentation. It is a pleasure to welcome Matt Malbrick back with his team. I know that everybody has missed you very much, Matt, so welcome back, and it's all yours. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we are happy to be back. We are very excited to be here today and going to be coming to you every Friday at this new time of 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, and uh, I guess that'd be 11 a.m. if you're uh, out there in the Pacific area. Hope everybody is doing well. Lots of weather events going on in the country right now. Our our area uh, got, some people said, about seven inches of rain. Uh, but praise God, we're all doing well here. And uh, we're, we're just excited to be with you today. Um, if you haven't done so, check out our new and improved uh, TTJ website. Still the same address, ttjtech.net. Uh, but check that out. Um, lots to share. And certainly, uh, if you've not subscribed to our updated blog, you'll want to do that. It's a groups.io blog, but it's just a a one way. It's just a newsletter. So you're not going to get a bunch of traffic from people posting. It's just our team will occasionally post to announce promotions and our free classes that are definitely coming up. And uh, so you can send a a blank email uh, to the groups.io subscribe address. Uh, which is TTJ Tech plus subscribe. That's the plus sign. TTJ, T-E-C-H plus subscribe at groups.io. And you'll be part of that. Just follow the instructions to confirm your identity if necessary, and you won't miss a thing. Uh, while you're at it, check out our, our podcasts. Stir it up. S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P is the most up-to-date and TTJ Tech Talk. Uh, will be updated soon to also include our tech summit, which we just had a couple Matt, of weekends ago. Matt, why do you, why do you have to make a mistake this early in 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 the, in the show? <laughs> what? Well, it, what did I? It, you mean because it, it stir it up coast to coast? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yes, and that's that the is number a good point. two. Not he the is word right about two. that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I was just seeing if you were paying attention. You were. See, see that. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, check check that out. Stir it up coast to coast and also TTJ Tech Talk, both of them exclusively on Apple Podcasts. And uh, right now you can listen on Stir It Up Coast to Coast to our Tech Summit, find out everything we're going to be doing uh, this year. We are excited now also to have trainer Rita with us. Just heard her come in. So Good Rita, afternoon. I'm good. Good. I'm good. good. All right. So Awesome. Well, that's kind of the housekeeping stuff, the basics on how to stay in touch with us, how to stay in the loop. And we're going to move on to the topic at hand today, which if you saw it on the uh, community events um, email, is the Apple Books app. And we are going to share with you how easy it is to read various books of different kinds. The Apple Books app, of course, being uh, shipped with all of your iOS and iPad OS devices, and really even on Mac OS for that matter, uh, though I won't be demoing that today, but um, you can certainly use that as well. 
Uh, we have um, used it quite often. It is fully accessible. And it is the app that I use to read books. Uh, and the, the Apple Books app, we'll just talk about it a little bit and then we'll do some demos. Um, the Apple Books app allows you to obtain books in essentially two ways. One being directly from the Apple Books store. And you can download books for free. You can purchase books. Uh, you can browse by genre, by category. Uh, you can search uh, for specific books and authors and by name. And uh, you can even view the New York Times bestseller list. Um, I believe Oprah's got a, a list in there now, too, if I remember uh, correctly. Her uh, favorite books, that uh, there was a, a partnership of sorts, I guess, uh, that started a while back. And so I think you can find her uh, recent reads and, and so forth in there as well. Uh, you've got curated books. So all of these are available in the Apple Books Store. And downloading or purchasing one, depending on whether it's free or paid, is as easy as downloading an app. It's really the exact same procedure. Um, and the uh, as you'll see in a few minutes when I do the demo, the Apple Books app is kind of set up in essentially the same way as a lot of these um, content consumption apps that also have, um, you know, download or stream or store capabilities in them. For example, um, if you're familiar with Apple Music and the music app, uh, which we have a presentation coming up on that at some point here in the not too distant future, uh, or if you're familiar with the Apple TV app, uh, it's a very similar experience. There is a reading now tab that we'll show you um, first and foremost. And that kind of is equivalent to the listen now or the watch now tabs of the music or TV apps, respectively. And in that reading now tab is a combination of what you are currently reading. Uh, so you can pick right up where you left off and also a, a selection of suggested reads, things that uh, are based upon what you have read before, uh, new books that you might like and be interested in. And of course, that gets better and better the more you use and the longer you use uh, the Apple Books app. So we'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. I mentioned there are two ways to obtain books or get books into the Apple Books app. One of them, which we just discussed, being purchasing or downloading of books from the store. The other way is to import them directly yourself from, for example, an email or a message or from the Files app if you've already saved a file. And there are basically two formats that can be imported in that way. Uh, one of them is PDF. And if your PDF is, um, is uh, a text-based PDF, it will absolutely read for you in Apple Books. And nowadays, um, with some things that were done in iOS 14, and some things I can't talk about that are coming in iOS 15, I would say that even if you have an image-based PDF, you've got a pretty good shot at being able to read it now. Um, certainly, there are third-party apps that can make that even better, things like Prismo or uh, VoiceStream Scanner or the KNFB Reader. But uh, by all means, I think for most people, again, I can't get into details about 15, but uh, we'll see that soon, I believe. Um, and, and so I, I just, I think I can just safely say if you've got an image based PDF, give it a try. 
don't don't shy away from it just because it's not a text-based uh, uh, PDF. Give it a try. And I think you might be surprised. So uh, this is one format that the Apple Books app can handle. The other is what's known as EPUB, E-P-U-B. And this is really the true digital book format. And it's an open standard that uh, allows apps like Apple Books to, to display book content. And so that's what this EPUB format is. And when you buy books um, from the Apple Bookstore, there's a good chance that they're going to be EPUB already. There are a couple of other formats that the bookstore supports as well, uh, which we'll talk about here as we progress, because maybe we'll demo some of them, um, especially the audio. But um, Hey, Matt, um, I got to go here in a little bit, but I just wanted to bring up because it was talked about publicly, so we should be able to mention it, that I was going to ask you, actually, if it was a image-based PDF, if VoiceOver would read it, since that's supposed to be a feature of iOS 15. I haven't well, seen one myself and tried it, so I was just wondering if you had tried that one yet. I, I actually have. I actually have. And, you know, without getting into all the details with the folks that weren't shared, I, I can definitely tell you I have not had any problem reading any PDF since I have been on 15. Yep. So that's that's pretty exciting. Um, <clears throat> there are some... You know, there are some caveats. There are some the the, the reason I asked is because I was sent a picture of some text in a text message today. And I was just about to go save it and, you know, take it through Prismo. And voiceover just started reading everything. You didn't have to. Yeah. Right. And I I was like, wow, that just brings OCR to a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. I've not had any issue with with any of that stuff at all. So, yep, I agree. So uh, there you go, folks. Uh, Very good things coming. And uh, so that's the basic uh, explanation of the two different kinds of ways that you can get your books into the books app. You get it from the store or somebody sends it to you in a message or you download it from a website into the files app and you you open it up in Apple Books. And it's pretty much as simple as that. Now, there are a number of benefits to using uh, digital books, of course. For those of us who cannot see, uh, we want to use digital books anyway and kind of have to use them uh, because you can't use a print book. But you do have a lot of benefits um, with the Apple Books app. For one thing, your book position, I mentioned this earlier, your book position is synced across your devices. If you allow it, of course, if you're signed in with the same Apple ID and all those usual caveats. Uh, but if you know if you are, then it will use iCloud to sync your um, your reading position and your reading history. And so I can start reading a book on my iPad and then I can be, you know, in bed with the iPhone and realize, oh, I want to read a little bit more before, uh, you know, before I go to sleep or when I wake up and I can just pick up the phone and I can open up the app and I'll be right where I left off in the book. Uh, similarly, <clears throat> excuse me, your bookmarks, are also synced. And I don't really use bookmarks uh, because they're not needed. Uh, Because the traditional um, purpose of a bookmark is to keep your place in the book and your place is automatically kept for you. So you really don't need 
the bookmarks. But maybe there's something you want to remember in a specific passage to come back to. So then you can make a bookmark. You can also make notes. And those notes are synced across the device, the, your devices as well. So you can actually write uh, little notes as if you were writing them in uh, a print book. Difference being, of course, it's, it's reversible in Apple Books. If you want to remove a note, you can do that as well. So you have these notes, these highlights, these bookmarks you can make. And those are just some of the benefits of using digital books. Another one being the fact that at any time, you can tap on a word by selecting it uh, and, and tap on it. And you can um, look it up in the dictionary. You can translate it. You can, um, you can share a small passage. Uh, you can um, search on Wikipedia or Google for um, uses for, for whatever this thing is. And you can even get Siri suggestions based upon what you're looking at, what you've selected at that time. So there's a lot of great uh, interactive features that you can really go. You know, one of the complaints that I've heard, and I've never understood it from day one um, from certain advocacy groups is, you know, don't use uh, devices with your kids when reading because it's not as interactive and, and I've never understood where that comes from. And, and, you know, I'm sure they're fantastic people who God loves, who are only trying to do the best they can possibly do for kids. But I think they've missed it on this one. And apparently they don't understand just how interactive it can be. And really and truly, it's as interactive as you want to make it. Because I have read to my kids using the iPad with voiceover. And I'll read, I'll have voiceover going very quietly, but then we'll stop. And I'll say, look at this picture, or we can ask them the same questions that we would ask them if we were reading a print book, but we can take it even further because if they say, what does that mean? Or, or, you know, what, give me more of a history about that. Then I can open up Wikipedia or the dictionary right from within Apple books and display those things and, and get the information that they are interested in or that I want them to know. So there are some really, really awesome things that we can do. Rich photos. Um, can be within the books and um, very good image descriptions. Uh, you can have audio and video in your books, web links, all of these kinds of things, and a whole lot more. And that's not even discussing the audio books yet, because I will demo that as well. Uh, I tend to go for the, um, the regular digital books uh, over the audio, because as much as I like audiobooks, they, they tend to take longer to read because a narrator is doing exactly what a good narrator should do. And they're being very deliberate and sometimes very dramatic. And that's great, but it does add time to the book. And so I can read a lot more using voiceover and I don't have my speech set super fast or anything, but still I can, I can just do that. So a lot of times I like the digital book, but every now and then I'll buy an audiobook for some reason or another. And there's one that I just bought here very recently that I'm reading. And so I'll, I'll uh, show you that when we get to it. Um, I, I guess I'll have to agree with you. Like, you know, I don't like to do, but I used to use Kindle <laughs> specifically for my book reading because like you, I like the way that voiceover read. I mean, audiobooks are fine, but to me, voiceover does just fine. I mean, depending on the author, 
of the book or the nature of the book depends on what voice did I pick. But any voice that I pick with voiceover, the punctuation and the line breaks are always where they need to be. So voiceover knows when to pause, emphasize things, and you know, just make the book fun to read. So I, I mean, I'm not knocking audio audio books. They're great. Oh for, no, you know, they're great situation. Yeah, but I just love the way voiceover does such a great job on reading the book to me already. So. Exactly, exactly. And just for those who are wondering, the, uh, the vast majority of the audiobooks have been produced by Audible, although it's, your Audible subscription does not work with the Apple Books app. You have to buy the book in Apple Books. They, you know, they I guess, had a, a limited partnership, but it's, it's Apple and Amazon. What can you expect? You know, it's like, like siblings or something. Uh, but they, um, now, I don't know specifically, but are you sure that it's not a little more integrated? Because when I was on my Mac the other day and I went into the books app there, it was a tab or an option to sign into my Audible account from there. Really? Yeah. So well, I don't know if that's just Mac specific or what, but I did see that I'm, option. I'm wondering if it's Mac specific or even Monterey specific i i have not seen that on ios or ipad os maybe that's coming you know maybe that's the the next step of integration which would be awesome for those folks who are already subscribed to audible i mean that would be fantastic so that's something to keep an eye out for um and you know there is there are some books now that are not produced by audible as well because apple has opened that up and allowed uh, audiobooks to come from other other sources. It's a very complex process, believe me, because I'm producing uh, an audiobook uh, for the uh, book that I wrote about the Titanic, which some of you may remember. But uh, it's you know it is it is workable. So we're going to uh, take a look at this app. Anything that uh, Cliff or Rita you want to add right now before we start to sort of demoing the books app here a little bit. The only thing that I'll add is to let people know that, like Matt mentioned, the, the formats that can be done. And there are some sources and, for lack of a better ter term, some ways to get a hold of DRM-free. And Matt, you can remind them what that means because I forgot what it means. But before he does, EPUB, if you can get your hands on EPUBs, you can import them yourself into books, whether it be from the Mac, your iPad, or your iPhone. On your Mac, I would say it's the easiest because you can just select 300 of them and it'll bring it in there. On the phone and iPad, it's a little different because you have to tell it to open with and you have to do that one at a time unless I'm missing something. But you go ahead and tell them what DRM means because I can never remember. <laughs> digital rights management. Yes, yes. DRM is digital <laughs> rights management. And what that basically means is it's a copy protection, which all of the major outlets are using it, not just Apple, you know, Spotify, you know, Google Play, all of these sources use it for their content, whether it be music, streaming or whatever. And it, it's a it's a protection. It's a layer of protection that says, you know, if you didn't buy this from this source, you know. So basically, if I buy a book from Apple Books, and I, I, I can't just take it over to another uh, device just like that. You know, you have some of these that are protected and not all of the books are, uh, but, but some of them are protected with that, uh, with that DRM. So you want to be, uh, if you're trying to bring a book into Apple books, you want to be aware of whether in fact it is, uh, protected or not. 
charge for And just one one thing to add before you start your demo, um, that every once in a while, the Books app will uh, put up a, a book that was normally paid. They'll put it up for free. Like, for example, <clears throat> at Christmas, um, a couple years ago, I grabbed The Night Before Christmas, and it's an animated uh, and it's got music in the background, and it can turn the pages automatically for you. Um, and so it just it just plays, and you can turn voiceover off if you want. So it won't say, you know, page two, page three. Uh, and there was uh, Winnie the Pooh. Um, there was a, It was free. It was available. And so every once in a while, they'll put up content, and some of this is yeah. just phenomenal to sit with a little child and you – and you know <laughs> go through some of these books together and so it, it's a great resource to check out and there's a whole bunch of what do they call that public domain um public domain yes um, books you know like pride and prejudice and and they keep adding to those uh and so um so anyway it's a it's a great i think very very underutilized uh, resource, I probably I don't use it as much as I should, but um, it's it's another option for you for books is what I'm right. trying to say. <laughs> and there's right audio, exactly there's audio and digital, uh, you know, content and uh, so there you know it, it's there's some there's some uh, cool resources and just to have those on your iPad uh, or your iPhone, you know, to play when a grandchild comes over or something. Uh, is really cool. Uh, and so, so anyway, that's what I'm going to, and yeah, I'm going to let you do your demo. Okay. Awesome. I'll second what she said about those books too. The, um, Winnie the Pooh was available for a long, long time for free. And, uh, the night before Christmas, my kids and I, we read that every year. Uh, yeah, at one time, the Winnie the Pooh one was free for anybody who was getting a new Apple ID. I think that's how they're not new Apple ID, but signed into the bookstore for the first time. But um, I'm about to go back uh, off my break, my lunch break here. But I just wanted to point out, too, that a lot of schools and even universities are using books to upload stuff. I mean, you may have to pay for them, but it'll be no different than walking in their bookstore than paying for that content. But I think in the Apple bookstore, it's a bit cheaper. And you'll have that book. You won't have to trade it in because it's no longer any good to you. Go back to it for research. But it's I. They, uh, but again, a lot a lot more people are using books as well as um, whatever Amazon uses. And yeah, you know, I forget that other one because it's not even popular. With the one that whatever the Nook uses, what is that one? Uh, bar, oh, not bar. that's uh, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a, another way to get digital content and. Un- you know, some people don't like it, but we are headed toward, towards an all-digital world one of these days, and that's just right. the way it's going to be. I agree. I agree. And one of the cool things about the school books, yes, it is it is less expensive uh, than having to buy physical textbooks, and it's also less expensive not only up front, but because the books can be updated at no cost, and that is a huge benefit. You know, when I was in school, I remember very, very clearly in sixth grade, which was 1996, I remember learning in our social studies class uh, about, and it was presented as a current thing, not a, not a historical thing. Um, I, I remember learning about East and West Germany and the USSR 
And uh, my my dad was superintendent of the school district at the time. And it was a very interesting thing that took place whenever he was helping me with my homework and found out that we were learning that East and West Germany were a thing, you know, and he actually went to his his staff and, and talked to them about, you know, if you're going to teach this and, and make the kids learn it, you at least need to have a conversation with them about the fact that this is out of date. And and so they did. You know, the teachers said, you know, we don't this is not this is not the case anymore. There is no USSR, you know, went through all those things. And of course, then you had, you know, a, a conversation about how often we need to update our textbooks, you know, but that's a lot of money to update textbooks when they're physical textbooks, but not so with the digital ones, because it is super easy for the author to go and update those books. So it is, it's a whole different world and there's a lot of benefits to it. Now I'm going to launch the, uh, the books app here on my iPad uh, Pro, my 12.9-inch iPad, which is a fantastic device. Praise the Lord. If you've not checked them out, it's the best iPad I've ever owned. I'm going to open the Books app. And uh, the first thing that I can tell you, as I mentioned, I'll turn up the volume here, is that we have uh, this... Okay, good. We have this tab view. Uh, where across the bottom of the screen, we have several tabs. Again, if you are familiar at all with music or TV, think in uh, think along those lines because you will recognize a lot of this. So our first tab at the bottom. Selected. Reading now. Tab. One of five. I told you about that. We'll show it to you. Library. Tab. Two of five. The library tab is next. And of course, that's where you everything you have downloaded, imported, purchased, whatever, lives in that library tab. And again, that's iCloud compatible. So it's fully integrated with iCloud. You don't have to download a book for it to show up. Although you can sort that way if you want to view only the downloaded books or only the purchased books, only the audio books, you can do that. But in general, all of your books are displayed here. And if they're in iCloud, you'll know it. You can download it when you're ready to read it. Bookstore, tab, three of five. And there's actually two. Audiobooks, tab, four of five. And then. Search, tab, search. five of five. So three and four are store tabs. Bookstore and audiobooks are actually both going to display the store, except that audiobooks will display the, the audiobooks section of the store. Um, and then your search tab allows you to search across what is in your library and what is in the store. So you have all five of those tabs. I mentioned to you that the store is very similar to the app store. You search for what you want or you browse and find what you want and you double tap on it and you get a a, a store page that has in this case a book description, you know, a number of pages uh, the ratings and reviews and all of these different things. And then there's going to be a, a button with the price or if it's free, just a, you know, a get button. Um, so it works virtually identically to how the app store works. And so I'm not going to take a lot of time to show you that because you're, you're pretty much familiar with it already. If you have used the other apps that I've mentioned, uh, just keep in mind when you search for something, Heading navigation is very good because 
the the uh, results are split by heading. Like, for example, in your library is a, a heading of its own. And then bookstore and audio books, they're, you know, they're three separate headings. So it makes it very easy to keep track of what you are looking for if you want uh, an audio book specifically. I think they may display top results also. Um, Screen but games. either way, they're, they're there so you can find whichever, you know, it is that you're looking for. And we'll see. If we have time, I might demo that as well. But what I really want to demo is the Reading Now tab and then actually opening a book. Now, I mentioned to you that the library tab is here. There's a number of ways that you can sort books in your library. Um, you can view all books. You can you can view the purchased books only, the audio. I told you about that. And also, I'll tell you that you can... Um, you can sort by title, by the purchase date. Um, you can also create your own collections. And collections are almost like folders, right? They're ways of organizing your books. And uh, for example, I mentioned earlier, and, and some of you already knew, that I had written a book about the Titanic. Well, in order to keep track of all of the books that I've used for research on the subject or just books that I liked about the Titanic, I made a Titanic collection. And it has, you know, a handful of books in it so that if I want to uh, go back and find them quickly, I could, you know, I could also do a search, but this way I can just open up that Titanic collection and it has exactly the books in it that I want to look at it at, at, at a given time. So you can make your own collections within the library tab as well. And again, it's just another way of helping you to organize your books. What I really want to do is, though, as I said, demo this Reading Now tab, because for most of us, that's where things are going to begin. And at the top left, account button, just like we would see in the App Store, the TV app, all these different apps I mentioned, you have your account button. For those who can see, you've got a picture. If it's your avatar, your you know photo, your uh, an emoji, whatever you use to uh, for your picture, and and it, you know your name, your Apple ID, uh, that's your account button. You can go in there and view that. Uh, we'll go to the right. Reading now, heading, and this is the reading now tab. Now you even have today's reading goal achieved button. All right, what that is is you can set reading goals. And you kind of just get a little, you know, you get a, a little pat on the back, basically, digitally, uh, when you reach that goal. Uh, but you can set those. Uh, and that is, the default is only like five minutes or something. I mean, it's very, very minor. But uh, you can view there whether you've achieved that goal or not. And audiobooks do count. So they, you know, either way, they consider that reaching the goal. Now, as I swipe to the right, Current and recent, current, heading. Okay, so current and recent. This is where I'm going to see all the books that I'm currently reading and or, or that I've opened recently, you know, either way. Cover of the only plane in the sky, unabridged by Garrett M. Graph button. Okay. Double tap to continue reading where you left off. That is an audiobook. I mentioned to you that every once in a while, I do buy audiobooks, and, and I just did. Um, I had decided I wanted to read uh, something about uh, 9-11 because this is the 20th year. It's been 20 years now. 
and you know with everything going on in afghanistan and so forth too it's kind of fresh in in the mind kind of brings that back to the surface so i i realized that i never really read any books about it i you know i've maybe seen portions of documentaries on tv and stuff but you know i was alive when that occurred but i don't you know i i really didn't know all that much and so i wanted to get since you brought it up i wanted to mention to everybody about the what is it called they just put it in apple apple tv plus oh and it's it's, um and it's audio described and i listened to it while i was at work and i listened to it twice so the story is phenomenal if you haven't got a chance to watch it or listen to it i don't know if it's free because i get apple tv plus with my apple premium service or apple tv or apple plus but if you don't, if that, it's a great movie. And it, and it really sheds the light on a lot of the things because people really criticize what was done during that time. And this really sheds the light on a lot of things that people don't know. That was, I think it's called, is it called 9-11 or so? It has like a subtitle, like uh, Inside the War Room or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to watch that. I, I haven't watched it Wasn't yet. it Fahrenheit 9-11? Wasn't it? Was that the one we're talking about? Fair um, I don't oh, know. This maybe I'm whatever. <laughs> this one is like, well, this one's like brand new. Like it was just released a day or two ago, right, Cliff? Yeah, and nine eleven was ten years ago, right? Not twenty. Two thousand one. No. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Duh. Oh my yep. god. It's hard to believe. It, Holy very, god. It yeah. Was, yes. Yes. It really. Okay. It, it's weird because it is. It it's hard to imagine that it's ago. been twenty oh my years. God. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, so that was a book that I did get because I did want to, re- and I did get it in audio. You could get it in uh, just digital, but the reason I got this one in audio is because they, the, the premise of this book, not to, to digress too far here, but just to explain to you why I got it as audio. Um, the, the premise of the book is that they interviewed thousands and thousands of people you know, from people who were inside the towers and survived the collapse to people who had um, basically been uh, the the ticket agent who uh, gave gave tickets to the, uh, or, or boarding passes to the hijackers, you know, to just all sorts of, even, even people on the president's staff were interviewed and so on. And so what they did in this audio book was they had a 40 person cast actually acting out these parts and they they interspersed that with real uh, real audio as well from the actual, uh, you know, air traffic control and the president's speeches and so forth. So I wanted to have a um, I wanted to have that in the audio form. So um, that's basically. the reason I got that one. Now let's see what else is in my uh, reading now tab here. iPad new uh, Apple TV user guide new Apple Watch user guide. Some of these that I have downloaded and and you know Apple TV user guide, the Apple Watch user guide, just because I always keep those up to date whenever a new version is released. Uh, the book that I wrote about the Titanic is Titanic, the most complete story ever told. Anniversary edition by Matthew Volbrecht is three percent completed, and it's, it's it says three percent completed because that's where I am in the book right now. It's based on wherever your current reading uh, position is. 
Now, if we, there's probably more in there, but if we were to go. More action. Screen read language contains vertical headings. We'll go to headings and we'll look. Want to read. Heading. Want. Illustrations. Want to read. These are books that you can mark as want to read. So they show up in kind of like a wish list. And we can books. swipe through like those. Books you'd like to read next. Heading. All right, so then I've got some books in there. Numbers, lots of books in there. And then I go, more actions. more actions will, on any of these books, will allow me to do things like, let's just show you what that Keynote is. Keynote user got key copy button, share book button, download, but remove from want to read, but add to collection button, mark as finished button, remove button, view and store button, rate and review button. Suggest more like this button. Suggest less like this. But red and purple button. Edit actions button. Edit so you have a lot of different choices here, and of course that was uh, that was a free book that I happened to be on at that particular moment. Um, so you get the idea. There's a ton of different things in these books. There's uh, different headings. That if I keep going further, uh, let me just go to another heading here to show you what else is in that. Recent want to read books you'd like to read next. Heading my samples. Heading samples of books because you can always download a free sample of any book. Books you've previewed. Heading books you've previewed for you. Heading for you, which is going to be a section of the books that are uh, recommended for your reading. Books heading audiobooks heading and in that you have books and audiobooks current bestsellers heading and you got some current bestsellers so again this is all updated based upon your reading habits and and preferences as well all right so what I'd like to do now is I'd like to actually jump in to one of these books and I'd like to uh, I'd like to go ahead and show you what it's like. We will look at the audio book uh, as well, but I, I want to start out with the uh, other one, with, with a print book, and I'm going to ask, or, or excuse me, a digital book, and I'm going to ask for you to bear with me about uh, 10 or 15 seconds here. I just got a voicemail from my, uh, my kid's school, and it's probably nothing meaningful but I would appreciate a moment to listen to that message just to make sure it's not anything uh, of urgency. So I will be right back All with right, you. All right, Matt, while you do that, I'll tell everybody how to raise their hands if that works. Oh, great, great. All right, so if you have any questions for Matt when he is done with his presentation, if you're on a PC, it is Y. On the Mac, it is option Y. If you're on the smartphone, it is on your screen to raise your hand. And if you're on a keypad, standard keypad, it is star nine. You will not be able to unmute until I give you the permission to talk. And then to unmute on a PC is alt A. Unmute on a Mac is Command Shift A. If you're on the smartphone, it should be on your screen to double tap to unmute. And then if you're on a standard keypad, it is star six. So hopefully that covered enough time for Matt. To Absolutely, <laughs> it did. Thank you so much. And as I figured, it was it was nothing 
uh, of urgency, but I appreciate that extra time there. So Good. thank you. Um, and while we're on that subject, I, I did share uh, with with Sheila and uh, and also you know with my team that I I did have a little bit of a schedule change this afternoon, and, and we'll need to end things just a slight bit early. I don't know whether. Rita will, you know, that it, Rita, it's totally up to you because we didn't plan that. If you feel that you want to answer more questions or if we just want to end it when I do, yeah, we'll, we'll just play that by ear. But we have been told that we're okay either way there. So um, with that in mind, let's open a book. And I'm going to open the Titanic book that I wrote because I don't have to worry about copyright infringement. Uh, so <laughs> um, my samples. Let me go back books. up here. The box cartridge books you've previewed. My sample. Want to read? Want to read? Current and recent. Recent heading. All right. Titanic. The most complete story ever told. And there it is. And all I'm going to do, as I said, more actions. You have that more actions in the rotor, but we're just gonna activate default. Double tap. Titanic. The most library button. You instantly are placed on the library button, which is like your back button. It's going to take you out of the book and back to the uh, to the library or to the reading now tab or to the store tab, wherever you are at the time. And this is, it, you know, it usually takes a few seconds and then the book is ready to go. And what we have is if we swipe to the left, we know that we're as far to the left as we can go. Library button. But everything is to the right. So if we swipe to the right, table of contents button the first thing we're going to encounter is the table of contents and we can double tap on that and pick a chapter and i'll show you that in a couple of minutes matthew volbrecht heading there's the author name titanic the most complete and the title of the book i just silenced the speech there now over here appearance button we have the appearance option appearance and what that allows us to do is to pick different well i'll just let you hear some of the options brightness 74 percent adjustable so you got your brightness decrease font size button increase font size button okay you can change the size of the font within certain confines in digital books you don't have you know unrestricted uh freedom to change the font size but you can pick like a large or a small font you know those kinds of things fonts original and you can pick from a few different Color theme selected white button sepia Fonts, button and the white or sepia gray button, or gray night button the night mode which we do have automatically auto night theme switch button on so that are tap to toggle settings that automatically happens at night makes it easier to read if you can see it vertical scrolling and, auto night, okay vertical scrolling switch button off and that kind of makes Double the book tap to toggle setting scroll instead of uh, traditional page turning. Vertical scroll. And that's it. So we'll, we'll get out of that. Cellular. Dismiss pop-up. Okay. Library. Now, while we're talking about the um, the pages, I want to point out that my iPad right now is in landscape mode, which is typically how I use the iPad. Um, when it is in landscape mode, you're going to actually be reading two pages at a time. In other words, on the left side is one page, and on the right side is another uh, just like you would expect, you know, and this works very well. If you do find that there are issues in certain books, you can turn your iPad or iPhone to portrait mode. And typically on the phone, I do read in portrait mode anyway. Uh, but I just wanted to point that out. It, it does work in both modes. 
Um, all right, so we had the appearance button. Table, Matthew, type appearance. Now, button. the next thing search button. is our search button. So this is a great way to be able, you know, another benefit of digital books, right? We can search for any word or phrase in this book. If I know that there's a certain thing I want to look for, I can search. And again, you can search not only within the book, but you can then take that to Google, Wikipedia, Siri suggestions, all of these different things that might enhance the experience. Page bookmark off button. All right. There's where you can bookmark the current page. And uh, again, not really necessary just to keep your place in the book, but a nice added feature. One copyright, vertical line Titanic, the most complete story ever told, anniversary edition, copyright, cover image credit, photograph of a lifeboat carrying Titanic survivors, 05 slash 14. All right, what you're actually hearing is that's the book text. That happens to be page one. It's the copyright page. And we will go to something else here in a moment. But you see, that's where the book is automatic, is read to you. And if you want automatic page turning, all you've got to do is swipe down with two fingers at this point, and it will read the current page, and then it will turn the page automatically, and it will just keep doing that. So if you want this auto-read experience, you just want to sit back and relax with a cup of tea or something and read the book, you don't have to mess with it. It will turn the pages for you automatically. And again, all you do to accomplish that is a two-finger swipe down once you are on the book text, the book content, which is where we landed now, directly to the right, a swipe to the right from the bookmark, page bookmark button. So that's our book text. We'll spend a little more time on it in a moment to demo it for you. But let's go to the right again. Cop two forward vertical line Titanic, the most complete story ever told. Remember, I told you there'd be two pages there. So that's the second page. Page chooser, page three, adjustable. Double tap and hold, then drag left or right to change the page. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. And those hints are very good there. That's the page chooser. If you want to manually turn the page, there's two ways to do it. You can change it one page at a time by swiping up and down with one finger. Page five, dedications. Page seven, page nine. Or we go back down. Page seven, page five, page three. And of course, it's reading two pages at a time because of what I explained to you already. Now, uh, the other way you can change the page more quickly is to literally, for a sighted user, just tap on it and, and then drag left or right like you're turning a page. But for us, it would be double tap and hold and then perform that gesture. That's going to turn rapidly through the pages. And then um, go back to page four, link, page number two of 99, heading, page number three of 99, heading, one page left in this chapter. One All right, that's some other information you can get by swiping right. Now, while we're talking about page numbers, I do want to point out that there are within this, I told you about EPUB and and. PDF and, and all of those things. But within that, especially within EPUB, there's a couple of different kinds. And I won't spend a lot of time getting into the, the real details of it. But basically, there's what's called reflowable ebooks and fixed layout ebooks. The fixed layout ebooks were a special um, design that Apple came up with and, and created. And the book that Rita and I were telling you about the night before Christmas that has the read aloud with the automatic page turning and the music. 
that's a great example of a fixed layout book. Fixed layout books can have page numbers and the audio is synced with the, the book text so it scrolls through as the person, the narrator reads it. You know, it's a really, really uh, advanced type of book. Um, your average book that just has mostly text, even if it has some other features like audio and photos and stuff, uh, if the focus is primarily text, chances are it's a reflowable ebook. And the benefit of that is you can use it in portrait or landscape. You can use it across all of your devices and it works just fine. But the difference is the page numbers are going to be different. So if I were to put this on my iPhone, there would be a different page number because it's a smaller screen. So it's always going to keep your place, but it might, you, you're not going to go by page numbers anymore. You're not going to say, well, that was page 57 because maybe it was 57 on your iPad, but it might be page 108 on your iPhone. Or even if you turn your iPad into portrait mode, suddenly that's going to cause the page numbers to, to change and to reflow to fit the size of the screen. So let's... Uh, yeah, now, just where he is right there. Yeah. Um, we... This this page numbering throws a lot of visually impaired people because we're used to putting page markers on things with other devices. Um, and <clears throat> so if you open a book on the iPad, it may say 122 pages. And then you open the book on your iPhone and it'll say 304 pages. Right. And you're like, what? <laughs> okay. Yep, exactly. So, uh, and um, so it's how it's formatted to appear on your screen to maximize your screen. Okay, exactly. So, so, so um, that that issue of of going by page numbers really doesn't work here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so, but but you can put bookmarks, you yes. know, uh, to jump. You know, uh, if you're studying for something, you know, say somebody gives you an assignment, read chapter four of Huck Finn or whatever. I don't know, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, then, you know, you, you know, you can find it. You can also navigate by chapter, but, you know, say on, you know, page 29 of blah, 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 you, you could, it's, you just got to play with it, I guess is the the word. So, so anyway, okay, I'm going to yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, and you'll find what works best for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go to the table of contents and just pick a, actually, I think we probably are okay here because we have the forward, but. Page two of nine pages. I'm going to do it anyway. Titanic, Matthew, table of contents. Matt, don't, if share. I make a bookmark on my phone, isn't it going to sink across to my iPad no matter what page number it is? Yes. At that yes, it will. Spot? Okay. Yep, it definitely will. So that's, uh, again, the beauty of that with iCloud. Now, this is the table of contents. It, it also can have a glossary in it if the author has included that. Share. Matthew Volbrecht, Titanic. Resume. Let's see. Selected. Contents. Bookmarks. Notes. Button. Okay. So you heard contents, bookmarks, and notes. Copy. Because you can view all of those here in the table of contents. That's how you find your bookmarks that you made or your notes that you made. And this Titanic book actually does have a glossary, but because it's not one of those kind of fixed layout or uh, advanced book layouts, it's 
not going to show up in the table of contents. You can jump to it using the table of contents like a chapter. Uh, but you did see the notes and the bookmarks, so I could easily find what I what I made. But I'm just going to use the table of contents, okay? And we have forward, page three. Dedications, page five. Excerpt, page six. One, where it all began, page seven. Two, impressively grand, incredibly vulnerable, page 14. These are the chapters, okay? Let's just say we want to read chapter two. So we'll just jump to that by double tapping on it. Two, imp- library button. All right, I'm back on the library button. I'll swipe over to the book content and I'll do a two finger swipe down, but I'll just let it read for a little bit, not long, just a couple seconds so you get the idea that it is reading. Appearance search page bookmark six two impressive two impressively grand incredibly vulnerable few people can hear the name Belfast Ireland without thinking of shipbuilding after all the massive firm Harland and Wolf had its Queen's Island works there shipbuilding became a citywide event everyone got excited about it talked about it learned about it and grew more and more thrilled as new ships were built additionally. Arland and Wolf provided terrific employment opportunities for the people of Belfast. In the second half of the infant 20th century's first decade, it seemed the people of Belfast would soon have much to get excited about. First there was Olympic, and then there was Titanic. To say that these two ships were to be amazing, powerful, and beautiful would be just about as grand an understatement as calling a mountain lion a small pet. These were to be the largest moving objects ever built by the hands of men. They were to be so large, in fact, that at Harland and Wolf, space for three ships had to be cleared out in order to build only two ships. Okay, so you get the idea. It's reading automatically, and if it had to, it would turn the page. When it has to, it will turn the page. And so it's as easy as that to to find what you want to read, to start reading it. And I want to show you one other thing here in this particular demo, and then we'll do a quick audiobook demo and we'll take your questions. Um, there is a very easy, I mentioned to you that you can select text and then look it up in the dictionary or something. What you want to do is have your text selection in the rotor because it will make it a lot easier. And if we want to, we can... Uh, highlights. See, we can hear highlights because if we've made highlights, we can use the rotor to, to, to swipe through them. Actions, activate. Actions. Bookmark page. Bookmark pages under actions also. And then characters. We're going to go. Words, lines, text selection. Let's, well, let's, let's go to words first. Lines, six, two, words. So we can find something. Two, hyphen, impressive. People can hear the name. Belhart without thinking of shipbuilding. After all. Okay. The massive. Let's just pretend we want to. Firm. Look up the word firm. Firm. So we'll go to um, lines, text selection, text selection, word selection, and firm selected. I've selected the word text selection. Now I'll turn the rotor line, word, care, actions to highlights, edit, edit, and you'll see all these different options. Add note. You can add a note right there. Highlight. Highlight it. Look up. Look it up. Search. Search for it. Translate. Translate it. Copy. Copy it. Share selection. Share the selection you've uh, selected. Add note. And again, add note. Highlight. I'm going to look it up. Look up. Look up now shows personalized suggestions from the web, iTunes, the App Store, Movie Showtimes, 
nearby locations, and more. Okay. You can adjust this in settings. Right. Continue. Let's just continue. In progress. All right, so it's looking up the word. Law firm. Bi- law firm. Business entity formed by one or more lawyers to engage in the practice of law. A glass building with white text. Law firm. About. Heading. A law firm is a business entity formed by one or more lawyers to engage in the practice of law. The primary service rendered by a law firm is to advise clients. Right, so this about is about firms. Wikipedia button. And that was Wikipedia. Report content issue. Field of work. Heading. Now we're on a different section. Law button. Links. Heading. Wikipedia. Dictionary. Heading. Here's the dictionary definition. Firm. Vertical line adjective. One. Hard. Two. Secure. Oxford American Writers Thesaurus. Okay, those are thesaurus. Uh, synonyms for the word firm vertical line f m vertical line adjective one having a solid almost unyielding surface or structure two strongly felt and unlikely to change new oxford american dictionary that's the adjective of of firm and app store heading here's the app store Read firm replanted series suggested websites heading definition of firm securely or solidly fixed in place so you get the idea all of this Law firm. And when we're done, about we can just dismiss pop up. Dismiss that. Library. And well, we're right back into the book again. And so it's as easy as that to look something up and to get a lot of information about it. And then I'll just very quickly go back to the library and open an audio book so that you can hear how easy that is. Uh, this audio book that I have right here, you know, the only plane in the sky, it's hard to tell what we're going to hear at this moment. Uh, such a such an intense subject, but Today's re- we'll just open it for a second. Titan, 15% more action, recent audiobook, the only plane in the sky, audiobook. The- okay. Commander Anthony Barnes, Deputy Director, Presidential Contingency Programs, White House. Things began to settle down, noonish, 1 p.m. We knew the last impact had already taken place by then. I knew from reporting that the airplane's impact point at the Pentagon was the Navy Operations Center. Being a Navy guy myself, I can remember vividly imagining I've definitely got friends or shipmates that were in the impact point. I probably lost close friends. As it turns out, I did. Matthew Waxman. I remember at one point somebody Traffic estimating out loud that something like 50,000 We can pause that. We can rewind 15 seconds. We can, we can rewind or skip ahead by 15 seconds. We can adjust the playback speed. We can even sleep this. We can set a sleep timer and we can airplay it to our home pods or something if we wanted to. Apple TV, there's a table of contents in there. So this, I mean, this is a fully functional audio book. And uh, I just wanted to show you very quickly that that was available as well. So I think what we'll do is we'll take some questions and I'm going to have to jump off here in just a couple of minutes and maybe uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll take as many as we can. Rita, if you want to take a couple more, that's up to you then. You don't have to, but let's see what questions we have right now and we'll just kind of get started. Okay, Melinda, you are allowed to talk. Can you hear me? We can. I am curious if you can... Um import kindle books into that apple books i get Uh, them and i still am able to read and i i when i did this i thought that i would be able to use voiceover on those pages but i've never tried it 
Unfortunately, Kindle books are a different format. Typically, they are a, a, a special proprietary format. And so you're probably going to need to use the Kindle app for actual Kindle books in most cases. There are third-party apps that claim to be able to convert Kindle books to other formats. Uh, I have not used them. I cannot speak to the legality of them or the functionality of them. But, you know, the easiest solution, you're probably going to need to use the Kindle app for Kindle books. I am using the Kindle app, but my question is, can voice yeah. will voiceover read read books that are in the Kindle app? I can only tell you what I've heard from other people because I don't use Kindle. I, I it absolutely books. can. That's all yeah. I used to use before Matt told me to use books because I was one of his people. I'm just joking. But no, the the, mo the Kindle app is absolutely 100% voiceover accessible. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Just what I've heard, that it, that it does read them. Yes. Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Abby, you may unmute. Hello. Hi. Well, well hi. Well, we're on the subject of, of Kindle. What I'm wondering is this. Now, sometimes in Kindle, and I've never run across this myself, but there, once in a blue moon, you may find a book on Kindle that is not text-to-speech enabled. Is this an issue with Apple Books, or will VoiceOver read any book that you download in that app? So VoiceOver will read any book that you put into the Apple Books app. And I actually think with the Kindle book, it would VoiceOver would read it. I mean, the text-to-speech should not have any bearing on what voiceover can do. Cliff would have to be the one to, to speak to that directly. But I always thought with Kindle books, text-to-speech meant that they had like a, their own text-to-speech voice that would read along Sorry with Sorry about the, the background noise, but yeah, that, that's an that's a awesome thing because text-to-speech is enabling it to have audio also. That has nothing to do with the text that voiceover is trying to read. So as long as the text is in the format what it needs to be, voiceover will read it. So that applies to both Kindle and the Apple Books app. So, yes. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No problem. All right. Thank Tab you. Tabitha, you may unmute. Okay. Hello. Hi. Um, I, I hope this isn't a stupid question. Um, so I'm, I have uh, some site still, and um, so I, I haven't quite crossed over into voiceover world yet. Um, so can Apple Books read without voiceover? Like, is there just a way to make? It absolutely can. Yes. Uh, and that, that's a great question. Uh, not a stupid question at all. <laughs> um, you, you can, you know, we, we kind of gear these presentations mostly towards vo voiceover because that's what the majority of the people who are listening in are, are probably using. But, you know, we teach sighted folks, folks who can't see, who have partial, you know, all of that. And what I can tell you is there are a couple of options there under the accessibility settings. If you go to settings and accessibility, and then if you go down to spoken content, you can turn on something called speak screen and something called speak selection. And with speak screen in particular, I do believe Rita, correct, or Cliff, one of you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 
speak screen allows that same two finger swipe down gesture that we discussed with voiceover. Uh, and it will still read using whatever voice you've selected in those spoken content settings. Uh, so you should have no problem doing that even if you are not a voiceover user. You just have to turn that on, uh, again, under settings, accessibility, and spoken content. Okay. Yeah, the the uh, spoken content and uh, speak screen or speak selection um, are kind of they're kind of intermediary uh, adaptations for persons who are in this transition phase like you and for people who might have learning disabilities who need some audio feedback, but they don't need everything to talk because exactly. they're, looking at, they're looking at that screen. Um, so um, depending on your vision issue, uh, how do I say this? Okay. Um, um, if, if your vision is deteriorating at all, yes, I would suggest that you make the leap uh, mm-hmm. to voiceover and then use your vision as a backup, but voiceover because it, it relieves so much stress, visual stress on you. Um, because when you enhance things, which a lot of visually impaired people do, depending on their whatever, um, it, it, it blows stuff off the screen so you can't find it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're only yeah. accessing part of this. And <clears throat> so uh, the TGJ team, this group of volunteers, we're teaching a voiceover class from the beginning uh, through, you know, up. And that might be something you would enjoy Um uh, we're in that's coming very soon yeah just a um, few weeks from now yep yep yeah so if you're signed up on the ttj tech plus subscribe at groups.io okay if you send an email there um you'll be able to get all the information about what days the class starts we teach over webex that kind of thing just to just to throw that out for you yeah, no, thank you. I, I know I need to start transit. I, I want to start learning how to do it before I completely, absolutely have to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, and, and I would, uh, I would second what Rita said. If you, if you haven't subscribed to that yet, um, just send a blank email to TTJ Tech plus subscribe at groups.io and that will put you on the newsletter. And, uh, we, you know, we anticipate starting that course, um, mid, to late September. Really what we're waiting for is Apple to release iOS 15 because we don't want to start teaching in 14 when 15 is about to be released. So yeah, you know, we're I'm just pushing for October for because I need to learn iOS 15. <laughs> well, there's another solution for that, Rita. We can oh, get you on beta, the beta today I'm... and you can start learning right now. Uh... <laughs> I opened the whole can of worms, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, but okay. uh, but those those classes are completely free, so definitely uh, you know something to check out. Yeah, <clears throat> Thank right. you. Lastly, right. I, you I will take uh, I will take two more, and then I'll need to step off. And Rita, it's up to you. And after that, well, I can I can continue with questions, but everything about Apple Books Matt has covered, so there's nothing more I could ask. <laughs> But if, if well, you only can... have you only have two more hands, so I think <laughs> okay, fine. Go. We might be okay then. Okay, Leslie, you can unmute. <laughs> Leslie, you may unmute. 
<laughs> All right, well. Nora, you may unmute. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, okay, you can hear me now. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's Leslie. <laughs> yes, sorry. Okay. So I just wanted to ask how well does this app work with a braille display? Boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a braille display user. I know that Cliff has had a little bit of experience with it, but I don't know. He's back at work now and I don't know if he can respond. Uh, by text or or in a you know means that we'll get it quickly enough. Uh, he he doesn't use it a lot either, but he has had what some. Was the question? Does, uh, how display. well does the Apple Books work with a Braille display? I have never used it with that because I enjoy voiceover, but I have used it with the, the Bible app and other mail apps and stuff on my phone, so I can't speak to Brooks because I just let voiceover do the work. Okay, okay. My my, my best guess on that one is try and see what happens. <laughs> you can't hurry yeah. out. Yeah, yep. It should be supported. It's a stock app of Apple's, you know, right. so um, if if it is going to, it should be supported, quite frankly. Right, right. Okay, and Nora, I believe yeah, you're muted. There you are. Hi. Yep, hi. Uh, Nora Stalking from Phoenix, Arizona, and my question is, well, I do have an app called ebooks or iBooks and I've never used it but I'm not sure how to use it because I never used it to read anything but I have to check it out. So I'm wondering so I have an older iPad but I guess I can still use it. Yes well, it's possible. <laughs> if yeah uh, if it if it is called iBooks that was the the predecessor to Apple Books. It's the same app, um, but that name was changed in iOS 12. So if your iPad is of the age that it cannot be updated to even iOS 12, I don't know how well it's going to work anymore. There may be things that it cannot access, but you know, you could give it a try. You could see nice. what happens. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. I am going to have to uh, jump off here to another appointment, but I want to thank all of you uh, and say God bless you and have a great weekend. And we'll see you back next week. Uh, again, please subscribe. Uh, send a blank email to TTJ Tech Plus. Subscribe at groups.io so you get our newsletter. We are also on Facebook now. For those who do have Facebook, you can check us out. Uh, TTJ Tech is the name of the page. So facebook.com slash TTJ Tech. And we want to thank you so much, Rita. If you want to add anything, feel free. And we have one more question, Rita. So oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Linda. Hi, I'm just trying to, to get this all written down and understand it. It's ttjtech.net. That's your web page. And then you can subscribe to the blog through that. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> I've got four the, things. I got TTJTech.net. Oh, okay. I got TTJ Tech plus subscribe. Okay. And then okay. I got Stir It Up and TTG Tech Talk and then TTJ Tech on Facebook. 
Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> to get the updates, it's there's a one-way listserv on the groups.io where uh-huh. all the information about TTJ is going to be posted. So you just send a one-time email with subscribe in the subject to TTJ Tech. So it TTJ T-E-C-H plus the plus sign, you know, just mm-hmm. the plus. Okay. Subscribe at groups.io. So TTJ Tech plus subscribe at groups.io and you send it an email and then you'll get an email confirmation and you reply back to it so it knows you're not a computer and then uh, you'll get one-way push you know notifications about the classes and everything okay there's that okay okay now matt's website okay which he references when he pushes out notifications on that listserv but his website is ttjtech.net okay that's his website for his business okay Okay. then matt and cliff both have podcasts okay, okay that they put out on apple okay and so it's ttj talk Okay. okay but you can you can just do a search you know in your favorite podcast thing you know it's uh-huh. the app we like the apple podcast one because you know all things apple okay right. okay and then and then i can't remember what the facebook one was but um when you sign up for the uh, group it'll it'll have that reference there okay um, you know for the for the subscribe you know the ttj tech plus subscribe at groups.io it'll mm-hmm. have that all roads lead to that because that's okay. where we we push out um since it's a one way there's not a lot of traffic on it thank god okay mm-hmm. it's just stuff we want to post to get out to people to start the classes like we're going to start the voiceover class i'm pushing for the first week of october <laughs> so we'll see what he wants to do um and uh, that will when iOS 15 is released, so then we can start teaching voiceover from the iOS 15 perspective. Okay, okay. you know, the changes. I definitely want to do that. And then the other podcast is Stir It Up Coast to Coast. Uh, it, it's Stir It Up. Oh, boy. Coast to Coast. Uh, let, it is Coast to Coast. It is Coast okay. to Coast? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, okay. that's been with a U. Okay. Stir it up, S-T-U-R-I-T-U-R-I-T-U-P. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. In the same, I'm in the same boat as the other gal. I have enough vision, but it's very difficult to read, so I need to start the voiceover. Yeah, and what I, now, this is, this is my opinion only, okay? But when somebody's trying to learn voiceover, I suggest you turn the screen off. I mean, it's it's a little scary to do that when you're visually used to referencing, you know, on your mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. Um, but it really does force you to learn if people master these gestures with voiceover. Because when you turn voiceover on on an on an Apple iOS device, what happens is is 
it behaves differently than if you're sighted not using voiceover. Yeah, I'm okay. somewhat from, I'm somewhat familiar. I've taken classes. I just haven't done it. So, okay. All right. Well, it's just, uh, that's again, my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, and the, could you clarify one more thing for me? If I want Kindle to read, can he go to, oh, you're talking about that, uh, going into settings, accessibility. Is that what you do if you want Kindle to read to you? Okay. Uh, two, two things we're talking about here. Okay. Um, if you turn voiceover on, when you open the Kindle, or, or you turn voiceover on and then open the Kindle app, voiceover is screen reading so it'll read everything okay mm -hmm. and but if you uh, oh <laughs> let's see how do i explain this if you just want the text you've highlighted to read uh, with what's called uh the with just partially it's like a partial fix then okay. you go into accessibility not under voiceover it's it's under settings accessibility spoken content and then you turn on speak screen or speak selection and then it will speak if you've selected something or it will speak the screen where you touch okay okay so, so you don't want to read a book that way no Okay. No, quite frankly, no. You okay. um, if you just want to read a passage, like say there's a I don't know, say you're partially sighted and there's a poem that's just for example, up on the screen, and you just want it to speak, okay, then you mm -hmm. highlight it and you would uh, do a two finger flick down and it would read it, but it's not like voiceover. Okay, I okay? got you. Yeah. Okay, it's just a partial fix. It's 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 like a supplementation for sighted people to have some audio access. Okay. Gotcha. And, but if you you want the whole thing to read with voiceover, <laughs> okay, then you would need to turn on voiceover. And there's two distinctions with voiceover, just to bring this up for people, because a lot of people get confused about this. Um, <clears throat> voiceover can be turned on and off. Okay, in settings, under accessibility, under voiceover, you can do it there. Or you can set a shortcut, which is usually triple click of the side button or triple click of the home button to enable voiceover on and off. Okay, that completely turns it off. Okay, now there is another setting that a lot of visually impaired people use. <clears throat> it's a three finger double tap. And what that does is it mutes voiceover. It doesn't turn it off. So say, for example, <clears throat> you go into the music app and you bring up a song, okay? And voiceover is running, okay? And say you want to play that song. So you press the play. And say you don't want to hear any feedback from voiceover. Well, you can mute voiceover with a three-finger double tap, but all the all the functions of voiceover are still running it's not turned off it's just muted and so then say the song is over and you want to 
get to the controls for repeat or play the next song, you can unmute voiceover with a three finger double tap. So a lot of people get that confused because if they do a three finger double tap and they'll say, well, I turned voiceover off. They did not turn voiceover off. They just muted it. And but the controls for voiceover are still overlaying on the screen. They're still there. Okay, I don't know if that's a <laughs> so confusing. That, makes sense. that but, makes sense. That makes sense to me. Okay, good. All right, Rita, you have another question, Pam. Sure. Actually, it's just a comment for for those who are searching for those podcasts you were referencing and they're totally bum fuzzled by all these so and so at so and so plus this plus that. If you use the Apple Podcast app, you all you gotta do is go in there, hit search, put in TTJ, and bingo, you're gonna get those the search results are gonna bring up all the stir it up and the uh, uh, all of them. It's gonna bring them up. And then you choose what which one you want, and and you can choose to subscribe to it. Great, right there in podcast. Yeah, it's a great feature. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss Rita, that is it. Okay. Well, I look forward to working with you guys. If uh, whoever wants to sign up in the voiceover class and, and these ACB sessions, I think they're, um, it's, it's, it continues to be a learning experience for me <laughs> in addition to everyone else. <clears throat> well, we are happy to have you guys back for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, everybody bye. have a wonderful Labor Day. Stay safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>